Zach Semke, director of Passive House Accelerator and co-host of the Passive House podcast with Matthew Cutler-Welsh. I'd like to thank you for joining us for this special bonus episode of the Passive House podcast, recorded as part of the 25th International Passive House Conference, which occurred online in September 2021. Before we get started with this episode's interview, I'd like to thank the Passive House Institute and the International Passive House Association for collaborating with us to arrange these interviews. Also, a big thank you to our sponsors who make the podcast possible. Our founding sponsors are 475 High Performance Building Supply, Baxt Ingui Architects, Glavel Foam Glass Gravel, Minotaur All-in-One HVAC and Dehumidification Units, Mitsubishi Electric Train HVAC US, Partel, RDH Building Science, Rockwell North America, Stillcorp, and Zola Windows. Our champion sponsors are Icon Windows and Doors and Sega. And our stakeholder partner is NYSERDA, the New York State Energy Research and Development Authority. With that, please enjoy my interview with Rainer Fluger, professor at University of Innsbruck and a key player with the Outfit Initiative. Well, welcome everyone. I'm here with Rainer Fluger, and I'm really excited to be meeting Rainer and learning about his work. Um, and uh, Rainer, thank thank you for being part of this. Welcome to this special episode of the Passive House Podcast. And we're recording these episodes as part of the International Passive House Conference. So it's great to have you here. Thank you. Yeah, very warm welcome from my side, from Innsbruck, Austria, and thank you uh, for the talk. Yeah, fantastic. So. Could you start by introducing yourself to the listeners and uh, to your work um, about your work in Passive House? Yeah, so I'm working for um, Passive House Institute for 10 years. And then afterwards, now I'm uh, in Innsbruck at University of Innsbruck at the Energy Efficiency Department. And um, so we do research and teaching of energy efficient building new buildings and uh, refurbishing of buildings. So I think it's important uh, to have it in uh, research, but also to um, yeah, widespread the knowledge uh, throughout uh, the uh, students um, and interested people. Um, so I love the, uh, the work there in Innsbruck University. And we have a nice group um, here bringing forward the Passive House ideas um and do a lot of um interesting projects um yeah one of it is this outfit projects we uh, would talk uh, about today i think yeah excellent and so today was the first day of the conference and uh i think a lot of us had hoped that we would be physically present in Wuppertal. um we're not we're not unfortunately we're not quite there yet uh so with with the with the, the covid uh pandemic so uh, but but I know that uh, a lot happened today. So how has the conference been for you so far? Yeah, so um, I just had uh, time to listen to some of them, not all. Um, I was really busy yeah. <laughs> in the meantime also, um, but I've seen um, really nice new projects. And um, yeah, there is, um, I think, um, a lot of new concepts um, which um, come up. Um, not only for new buildings, but what I'm rather interested in is uh, the refurbishing. So yeah. uh, I think the passive house technology in new buildings is rather good established now. Mm -hmm. Well, there are um, the costs are going down. There are 
um, better quality uh, issues and things like that. That's evolving, but um, more or less it's it's settled. It's um, yeah um, in a good uh, shape. And um, what's still under progress is uh, the refurbishing. That's uh, the goal for the future. I think to uh, to come forward with this issues um, in the next uh, five and ten years. The, the, and you're doing really exciting work around outfit and presented about that to, uh, at the conference today. So let's dive into that and um, share what outfit is, please, and and what some of the key messages and takeaways that you shared with folks uh, earlier today. Yeah, the outfit project um, is um, guided by the um, Passive House Institute and uh, several um, partners throughout uh, Europe. Um, and uh, the goal is um, to bring forward the ideas of serial renovation and one-stop shop um, and high quality. So uh, when I speak about high quality, I mean NFIT standard. Um, so don't lose quality uh, by speed. <laughs> That's uh, one of the messages. Uh, so. Um, we need both in our refurbishing to speed up in future to make it um, faster and cheaper, um, but not lose the quality. Um, and that's a really <laughs> sophisticated task to bring all these uh, together. And um, well, one uh, good way to do so is uh, the so-called one-stop shop. Um, I'm really convinced that this is a good way to do so because um, if you imagine you are a building owner and you want to refurbish your, your building, yeah, then um, you have to think about a lot of um, um, different issues and you have to combine different offers um, and technologies. That's too much for most of the building owners though. Um, they want to have um, a ready-made product <laughs> uh, for um, well-defined uh, cost amount, amount of cost and um, well-defined um, time period uh, for the construction work on site. Yeah. And all these three things I told you now is not reality up to now. Although um, mm -hmm. if you um, buy one thing from one offer and the other from the other, you have um, to spend a lot of time in coordination and um, time scheduling and, and yeah, that's not what people want to have. Um, they want to have it ready-made, uh, plug and play, uh, things like that. So um, to have one offer um, from one stop shop, yeah, uh, that's a good um, uh, starting point. And then um, the prefabrication could be another key issue um, to um, come down with the costs on one hand and um, to have a really... Um, well-controlled um, quality um, because the quality assurance is um, in the uh, factory um, and not on site. Yeah? It's really difficult. You can do it also on site. It's done in many uh, good examples, but it's uh, more difficult and not so secure um, as you can do it in, uh, in a factory. So prefabrication is, uh, is a good, uh, good issue. And um, yeah, and if you speed up, um, um, if you do it in a serial way, in an industrial way, you don't lose so much time. You, 
in total, you have more or less the same time, but uh, the time on site is shorter um, because the mounting doesn't take a lot of time. You have to plan it uh, very precise. Um, you have to um, construct it um, in a good quality in the factory, and then you bring it uh, to the building site. And then the work on the site, that's really short. And that's good for the building owner. Yeah. No kidding. Now, a lot of listeners will be familiar with Energie Sprong from, from Belgium. Uh, and I, it's, I gather that one of the key ways that, that uh, Outfit is uh, different from Energie Sprong is that it's tied to the Enerfit standard. Are, um, are there other ways that, uh, what, what are the other ways that, that out, the Outfit approach is maybe distinct mm -hmm. from Enerfit? From yeah, so um, if you uh, think about Enigisprong, it's mostly on large, um, large um, panels. Uh, so prefabricated large panels brought to the building site. That's good, that works, and that's low cost um, and fast. Um, but um, from my opinion, um, that's not all about uh, serial renovation. There are more uh, things you can do so, especially if you come to more difficult um, buildings. So in the Netherlands, where this Energiesprung is uh, widespread, is um, the, uh, the type of buildings are rather simple compared to old buildings in Austria, Germany, right. uh, Spain, or whatever in France. Or North America. Yeah. 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 Same. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, they're more sophisticated and. Um, the question is, if these large panels are always um, the right solution, um, you can adapt it uh, to the type of the building. Maybe smaller elements might be uh, more handy, more useful. Um, or even you could skip the, the idea of, of panels to, uh, completely. You also can prefab um, part of the elements, uh, for example, the mounting of the uh, window or the ductwork guided on the facade or um, roofings, um, or you can mix these technologies um, in order to adapt it uh, to the um, uh, size and construction of the building, uh, which are not all the same. They are not standardized. Um, and um, but still, there is some a way for prefabrication. And um, as the word outfit says, um, the trick and idea behind it is to do uh, as much as possible from the outside. Uh, so the um, tenants, the inhabitants um, in the building shouldn't be disturbed um, uh, so much. So all the construction work, which can be done from outside, um, is good, <laughs> so uh, they don't bother about um, the people living inside. And um, so we investigate several technologies you can uh, apply from outside. For example, ventilation ducts um, at the um, external surface, so uh, buried in the insulation. Um, that's useful to um, uh, have it from the outside or even um, heating from the outside. Mm. That looks funny for, <laughs> for the first time if you uh, put uh, heating ducts at the outside of the existing wall, but then afterwards they are covered um, by insulation. And most of the heat is uh, penetrating through the wall and heating like a wall heating. Uh, so oh, um, interesting. Uh -huh. uh, that's a, a way... Um, to do so, especially if you need um, low supply um, temperatures, right. uh, for example, for heat pumps. Uh, that's important to have low supply uh, uh, temperatures. And 
Um, well, you can do floor heating or wall heating, but in refurbishing, it's not so easy because people are living there. They want, don't want to have uh, the floor uh, broken up and, and construction work uh, in their dwellings. But if you heat through the wall, um, then it's uh, it could be uh, a good trick to do so. And this um, is presented in my uh, conference uh, proceedings. Yeah? Wow. Yeah, that's, that's fascinating. So what are the toughest challenges right now. I imagine that there, there, are, there are probably many challenges and also many opportunities. So what, what, are, the, what are some of the key hurdles you're dealing with right now? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, I think the first um, issue is uh, the cost. So um, if you just compare um, the, the costs of um, uh, ethics of uh, external insulation systems in a standard way, so um, polystyrene um, boards on, uh, on, and plaster, or you uh, compare it to a prefabricated wall. Um, for the first uh, few, you would say um, prefab is uh, more expensive. Yeah? Uh, that's all what people think about. And they say, well, I don't, uh, I don't bother about it. It's not, not a good solution because it's too expensive. So, um, and indeed, um, up to now, uh, these prefab uh, solutions are not so common. So uh, the ethics uh, system are widespread all over. Um, uh, the prices are low. Well, at the moment, not we have a, a kind of crisis in insulation, uh, but um, yeah, normally these uh, ethics systems are uh, low price um, compared to these really innovative uh, systems. Um, one uh, reason for this um, is that uh, they are not so widespread. So. Um, um, if it's a standard procedure in the future, um, prices will come down. So um, up to now, these systems are only presented or um, demonstrated in, or mostly demonstrated in school buildings where they have a really big advantage. Um, they can be uh, set up really fast in the, uh, in the vac vacancies of the uh, school. So within some weeks, they can be um, put to the wall. Um, there we have really good examples, and um, but for dwelling units, um, which is the focus of the outfit project, we don't have so much um, of these uh, examples. And the project is all about this to demonstrate it that it could be a good solution in the future. Yeah, and where do you see this work um, heading in the next, say, three three to five years? What's what's on the horizon? Um, I think it goes hand by hand with um, also new planning technologies. So um, if you think um, about um, building information modeling, um, you can um, uh, go from the planning task um, to the manufacturing um, in the uh, factory, and then um, also to the mounting uh, on the site all really good planned in um, building information modeling and um, also the uh, digital um, measurement of the building itself is evolving. Um, you have this laser uh, scanning uh, techniques, which are really precise uh, now to scan the facade um, in the 3D of the facade in order to have um, a good model of the 3D geometry of the building in order to um, prefab the um, uh, panels um, in the right size and um, shape. 
And um, yeah, that's um, an evolving technology, which is faster and faster now and cheaper. Um, it also can be uh, done by um, photo, um, how do you call it? Um, um, measuring by, by photos um, and uh, construct a 3D geometry out of it or by laser, that's both uh, possible. Um, photogrammetry yeah, um, is a way to do so. Um, and bringing all these uh, digital technologies um, together and um, evolving production technologies, um, it will be a, a fast process in, in future. Um, up to now, there are not so many companies uh, doing it. Um, um, yeah, but I think in future that's um, that will rise in number and, and quality. Mm -hmm. Right, and as we as uh, as people are able to harness these technologies more and more efficiently, and and we see economies of the benefits of economies of scale as as more of this work happens, the cost is bound to to come down significantly. I would think. Yeah. Uh, construction of. Um, um, ventilation systems inside um, the modules or heating um, heat sources in uh, in the uh, modules that can help uh, to come down with the total costs. Well, the the costs of um, the module itself will will rise because there's more value in uh, yeah, sure, more sure. Up. Um, But in total, it's uh, it's cheaper uh, for the building or in the in the um, renovation work. Yeah? Right. So, for folks who want to learn more about Outfit, where should they where should they go to to dive deeper into into this information? Yeah, you're welcome to have a look on our uh, website. Um, it's already um, yeah set up um, and it's still growing. It's uh, we, we started in uh, September last uh, year, so it's st still uh, growing, and there are a lot of uh, events uh, coming up. Um, you can uh, join or um, download information. Uh, so feel free to visit the website and um, yeah, contact us, contact um, PHI or, or me, <laughs> no problem. And um, yeah, so we can come together and discuss more about uh, the chances and uh, problems and challenges on zero renovation. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And we'll share some resources, uh, some links in the show notes as well. Yes. So that it's so, so uh, uh -huh. check those out. Uh, is there is there anything else that you'd like to add before we before we close? This has been really fantastic to connect with you today. Yeah, um, I would invite you to um, yeah um, bring up new um, projects on refurbishing. Um, Especially, I want to encourage the architects um, to see this um, refurbishing work as a really, really um, intensive task for the future and interesting task, which is more interesting, for my opinion, uh, than new buildings. We don't need so much new buildings. Um, new buildings are new additional energy, uh, which is consumed. We need refurbishing and um, better intensify the use of the existing buildings and bring down uh, the uh, level of energy consumption there. Otherwise, we uh, wouldn't um, uh, solve our problems uh, with climate change. Um, I think a key issue is refurbishing. Thank you. Well said. Thank you so much, Rainer. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck with the next steps in your work. Thank you. And 
Welcome, goodbye. Okay, bye.